You want to introduce yourself? Testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah, yeah. Who's intro in the show? <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> hey guys, I welcome always to the... test my audio. They're like count to ten. I was like, Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> well, welcome to the Black Flag Podcast. This is uh Sam, our loyal co-host. Thank you for co-hosting oh, yeah, thank you, me, Sam. Yeah, right. I'm Derek. We got John over here uh, in the same room with us. Brett, um, one of my favorite Minnesota Meacocks. Uh, Will Bell. Um our, our southern bell we and also have the pinnacle of libertarianism yeah one half of it <laughs> <laughs> the other half isn't a libertarian and then we got we got the only person who's actually messaging the way we talked about prior to reno reed coverdale and then up, uh we're very grateful to have ryan dawson on thanks for joining our us. favorite anarchist yeah <laughs> for, for the record i was a libertarian when reed was nine <laughs> love being passed over i was waving a george bush 2004 sign around back then so i was protesting the office of special plans and getting arrested in new york <laughs> yeah ryan what what was your like entryway into libertarianism where did you start there just reading jefferson when i was like 10 oh man <laughs> No, nobody has a uh, like a. a I was never red pilled. I was never asleep. Nothing woke me up. I just as far back as I can remember. That's just how I thought about things. Awesome. It's the red skin. It has the red pill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right away. we are already like, hated the government. So, <laughs> what what is your nationality? I'm American. <laughs> are you are you native to America? Yeah, yeah, with a capital N, sure. Both capital N, small ends. My family's um, Croatoan and Tuscaroran, and also, I guess, way, way back, Irish and Dutch. Oh, okay. Good lineage. Yeah, Str good mix. Strong blood. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> so, uh, Reed, tell us a little bit about Timcast. How, how'd that go? Did you say uh, everything? So... No, I didn't say near everything I wish I could have, but it, I mean, people forget it's not Joe Rogan. It's not where you go right. on and he's going to ask you questions. Like it's a bunch of dumbasses, and you kind of have to just jump in and say something whenever you can. Right. Um, and given that, I think I went about as well as it, not, not as well as it could have, but given what they were talking about, I think we handled it about as good as we could have. Um, I mean, they were talking about like, conservative podcasting infighting and we somehow were able to talk about how <laughs> donald trump's uh generals were lying to him about troop levels in afghanistan and how you know we printed seven trillion dollars off that caused you know rising in prices and everything and uh jose talked a little bit about okc here and there and my I god he wore the shirt and everything uh, and i'm like ask him about it he just told you there was an unjust murder They're like okay and next you know oh yeah. 
Yeah, some journalist, huh? My favorite was Reed bringing up the CARES Act and then the Corona Act and say, well, they printed all these trillions of dollars and inevitable will have inflation. They're like, yep, yep, stop. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that. Literally, literally, just, I disagree. Or Ian saying nuke Afghanistan. Dude, that part. Uh, he actually, because I thought he was saying the opposite at first, because he was like, you know, if you're not out of that country yet, and they come at you, you're at war. And I thought he meant like from the Taliban's perspective. And I was like, yes, exactly. And then he's like, we should have nuked all of them. And I was like, wow. No. <laughs> but I think he just says the first thing that pops into his head and just goes with it. Yeah, weed. <laughs> I, I mean, I do love Ian just because he's so nuts. But yeah. Well, it's funny is Ian's the most base. Well, until Phil joined, the most based one in that crew because the bar's so low, it's on the ground. That's <laughs> just wild to me to think there's people out there that don't understand inflation because I'm so surrounded by people like us all the time <laughs> that I forget that there's people who don't think it, like don't understand that stuff. It's just corporate greed. S says a guy wearing a Macy's shirt. <laughs> Why don't people understand inflation? <laughs> Increase the money supply without tying it to labor. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, mean, I am coming over out of it. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I am coming out of a cold, so you guys are going to have to keep up the conversation and stuff, but... Sounds good. Just throwing that out there. But yeah, I had so many questions. Oh yeah, so let's talk about a little bit about the, the rage against the war machine, uh, that whole rally. And, like, I, Is that February 19th? Yeah, I, I believe so. Go yellow it's... buildings, it's always productive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that. I never understand that. I know y'all want to talk about the... It, inner pissing contest whatever we can but you are in dc this isn't like you're in los angeles or something right you are at the capitol so why don't you legally make appointments and go into the heart building and go into randolph and go in and talk to the congressman like an adult like you're legally allowed to do like yelling outside it's so stupid you're in washington get all those people and go office to office find the committees you want to talk to about let's say the war in ukraine and let them have it they're not i bet you not one of them goes in lobbies they're going to stand out there for the theatrics and give a nice speech on the microphone and stuff and it's just like it was like occupy wall street they sat out there for a month never go in the door to lobby well, yeah, but Ryan, the optics to... are so good being in front of an anti-war icon like abraham lincoln <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but honestly it's not too late they kind of like set something like that up right you get the optics well if they had direction but they don't you know it's like it's weird because there's so many smart like max bloomfeld's a smart guy horton's a smart guy uh why don't you go there you know and there are hours where you can go into congress and say, if you can't meet the congressman, you just talk to the legislative assistant. Say, who's the L.A. that's legislative assistant in charge of blah, 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 you know, and then let's set up a meeting. Uh, you know, go talk to your representative. You're there. They're there. That's what they're for. Like, oh, yeah. I've talked to Amy Klobuchar when I was 18 at the Capitol. Mm. Did you really? Did she yeah, it was to a school like program trip, whatever. <laughs> like I had I knew nothing about politics. It, I, I just wanted to go there to see all the buildings. I wish I yeah. knew then what I knew now, of course, because I could have said some things to her. But <laughs> did she throw the architecture is, while you were was kind of impressive? I mean, did she what before all the homeless tents and stuff? Like it was pretty good aesthetically. It's but very now, like 
invited. You got 250 pound women wearing <laughs> spandex and a bunch of graffiti and homelessness and drug addicts running around. My, yeah, I don't know my which. Approval. I don't know which was a dumber statement for Ian, <laughs> Ian that we should nuke Afghanistan or that he has a very high approval rating of Congress after seeing the Capitol building. I was just like, uh, <laughs> like well, even Congress invited. wouldn't nuke Afghanistan, so I gotta think That's throwing true. nukes around is the dumbest. The glass parking lot, like that jack off missile Johnny crowd, like. I don't know if it's drugs. Well, I don't know how an adult gets to be that dumb, like how they can get to the store and back to their house without getting lost. Like you can't just nuke people, but right. there's that attitude. Oh, she'll, <laughs> that'll learn you. <laughs> I think that's ingrained in American society. It's just that war mentality of just, we think we can throw nukes around at anybody that looks at us wrong. I think it's more that we, we don't think about it. Well, so when I was, I remember when I was in high school, I was similar, not exactly, but very similar to Ryan Dawson. I never had to like take a pill. Mm -hmm. I just becoming a libertarian was kind of like a self-actualization where I was like, oh, I kind of already think a lot of this stuff, there's, but there's a philosophy behind it and learning more about it. But I remember being in high school arguing about like the, the nukes on Japan with my teacher being like, this doesn't seem right. And then her like <laughs> telling a group of children that no, this was the morally correct thing to do, <laughs> you know? And then me being like, I don't think so. They're like, well, were we just supposed to put a bunch of troops on shore and then fight that way? I'm like, I remember being a kid being like, well, well why don't you just accept their terms of surrender, which are exactly what you ended up doing anyway after the two nukes. They still well, didn't I, surrender. As a kid, too, I just remember being like, well, it doesn't seem voluntary. At least that way, it seems at least a little more voluntary, like adults are agreeing to fight, maybe, right? Well, so I, are, I was going to make the autistic argument for uh, <laughs> voluntary nukes? Is that what you're trying to do here? <laughs> no. That, yeah, yeah. No, I just mean like, as I just remember as a kid thinking like it seemed wrong. And wow. I, it's weird to me to have like, sit in a room of, with an adult woman being like, explaining to a bunch of kids at a Christian school how it's morally correct to drop bombs on innocent people. yeah that made it less surprising when you said the christian part. yeah <laughs> well i mean i, I grew up correct. with that same understanding like i like i well i i grew up like remembering yeah. that uh i think that you know yeah that was like it, it saved american lives but then like they never told us that japan tried to surrender that's wild that changes everything japan had formed a new government that april just to surrender to the americans and they would not accept their terms they flexed their nuts in August 6th and 9th. Nagasaki wasn't even a, supposed to be the target. It's just they were rumors of zeros and the weather was bad. So they just hit it anyway. Uh -huh. See what that plutonium toy can do. And they're flexing to the Soviet Union. Uh -huh. Is that, that was 30 days after their Yalta conference where the, the Russians were going, or the Soviets were going to invade from the north. And they actually tried. Japan repelled them from Hokkaido and Aomori like, severely. And uh, so they dropped the nukes because they did not want to have an East and West Germany situation. They wanted they didn't want a North and South Japan. They wanted all. Mm -hmm. So what do, you, what do you think of like the Russian Ukraine conflict? I know the, you know, a lot of the something happened there. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like a lot of the leftists. I don't know. I get all my news from Tim Pool. I didn't know there was a war going on in Ukraine or anything. <laughs> yeah, was there an earthquake? And you guys Syria? are making me so know. glad. I never was interested in that show, and I don't watch it. And now I'm like so glad that I never. Wasted I only my watch time. it if Dave Smith or like Michael Malice is on it. Then sometimes it's interesting. But... He was my introduction to like alternative media outside of Tim Pool, like and yeah, and Ben mm -hmm. Shapiro. 
I discovered him. It's because it's all then, you're allowed to see. They're on, yeah. Is this on YouTube, by the way? I don't need to know how much I have to censor myself. Yeah, this is on YouTube. Oh, okay, I won't say anything <laughs> based then. Um, <laughs> if you're a real threat to the system, you're not allowed on YouTube. Like once right. you get over That's like 20,000 followers, you'll be gone. As soon as they notice you, you're out of there. Well, we're only at 19,900 right now. So we're doing all right. <laughs> and yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you this. We, you wouldn't be the first episode of ours that got taken down. So I feel like he can say what he wants, right? No. No. <laughs> no, no. Why not? Ryan, what do you think about we, the law? I got banned on YouTube in 2008. I got banned on MySpace in 2005. I got kicked off of MySpace. AOL. I've been debanked. Was... I've been kicked off Coinbase, kicked off PayPal, kicked off Patreon. <laughs> Definitely kicked off YouTube multiple times, and Twitch, and all that other stuff. Like, what I like, who held up the Epstein map earlier? Like, that kind hey. of stuff. You can't, you can't get that truthful. Like you can make fun right. of Republicans and Hold Democrats and stuff, but you know, if you really start going after you're gonna get <laughs> removed. Oh, I love the bell. So yeah. Um, yeah, I so the <laughs> and I, I got some books next to me too. And if you talk about shit like this, you know, like Yeah. That'll do it. Well, eventually we're just gonna get on Odyssey and Rumble and then we'll be a little more based, but for sure. Or, Odyssey's uh, gap on the not censoring. Yeah. So um, the so feds like, are cracking down on them so hard because <laughs> they allow the RT yeah. news to stay on and stuff. Like but. Exactly. They let Russia today and it, I think <laughs> press TV's over there too. That's just sad, man. Like state agencies have nowhere to go. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think of like the leftists what they're, they're saying like pro Putin stuff at the rally and, a lot of these people what do you what's your take on um... by leftist you mean libertarians <laughs> <laughs> that's the only people i've heard bitching about it no no i'm, I'm just talking about like uh, you know some people are saying they're not anti-war they're just uh, you know they're sort of pro-putin right you know they're taking the perspective of russia's acting in self-defense um i think you know there's an argument there if you think of like 1776 you know everyone's pro-war when it comes to that war for the most part i don't know. necessarily agree or disagree but like there's if you're acting in self-defense i think it's a different perspective you can be anti-war and still pro so what you're saying is israel has a right to defend itself is that what you're getting at <laughs> exactly yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. we have the right to colonize you <laughs> Now you can't talk about the trans Semites either. Trans Going in the thirties and forties and be like, God gave us this land 3000 years ago in this book I wrote, which has no archeological evidence or otherwise, but Hey, we were here. This is ours. I racially inherited it. Now I'm going to bulldoze down your living room. I think it's wild too, how the American right, because of the, and I could, I could go into detail. We don't have to about the way that the, the, Christians and the conservative right like melded together but I think it's wild too when I talk to because I'm from South Dakota so there's a lot of Christian conservative Republican conservative whatever that means anymore right Republicans and they're very like pro support America has to support Israel because that's God's land and I'm like they don't even believe in the Lord and Savior that you proclaim to believe in. I don't understand how those things even go together you know what well I mean? what's even funnier is you go back just a little bit you know and everyone was killing each other over just exactly how you get baptized and stuff like that right <laughs> and the jews were like super ostracized and now it's just like 
if you're not an atheist, like, or a Muslim, everyone loves you. I guess. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, well, even that barrier. Like, I guess we're on the same side. Even now. that barrier know. is getting broken. I heard a country singer singing like a hallelujah song, and he was like, "Someday, Islamic people and Buddhists will all be in heaven together." So even like that kind of stuff is like, yeah, it's getting to the point where if you believe, if you're God, religious, but the Christian conservatives are. I, I wonder where all the Buddhists went before Christianity was invented. (laughs) (laughs) Like I've banged my head against the wall trying to argue with Christian conservatives about Israel. I'm like, no, like the state of Israel is a creation of the British Empire. Like, right. It's not what you're thinking of, even if it's true, what you read in the Bible. Like, it's not the same thing. And, you know, those white New York uh, Jews are not. from that area, or was that what you're trying to say? You mean those guys with the Brooklyn accent rubbing suntan lotion all over their arms because they can't stay out in the desert? Aren't, aren't indigenous to that land? How dare you? What I like to hit him with, though, is I'm like, oh, here, I'd be like, hey, look at a blank map of, uh, map of Israel and find me the West Bank or the Gaza Strip. Mm. Like, like, do you really know that much about Israel? Like, maybe you should uh, listen to some things. But no, well, and I don't even try to argue with though. I don't waste my time. I, I like genuinely try to understand them. And when you do that and you ask them questions and you're being like genuinely like help me understand, they'll walk themselves into a circle where they have nothing to say because it doesn't make any sense. We're just asking you know? about King David or Samson killing a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass and all these wars that are chronicled in the <laughs> books of Kings and stuff. Who exactly were they fighting again? The Philistines, which are Palestinians. Palestinians, so they were mm-hmm. in that land when you supposedly had your exodus from Egypt and went into the Levant. There were people already there, and those are Palestinians. And so, even in your mythology, they're still the original people. Interesting. I never thought of that. Yeah, but yeah. now you're trying to make Goliath the good guys, Ryan. So they're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> King David's Goliath. about as real as King Arthur. It's not Goliath it's did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, although hey man, this time the, it wasn't the, the around, Palestinians right? throwing rocks. It was the Israelites. Oh, oh man. Well, you cool. know, if someone throws a rock at your tank, what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> They're just oh, getting back for David throwing the stone at Goliath. That's all it is, you know. Yes, it is. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> an eye for an eye, right? He who lives by the sword shall die by the sword. You're going to throw rocks. You can have rocks thrown at you. Do you guys remember you know? when Ron Paul said that when uh, Chris uh, Kyle died? That was the best. <laughs> I love. Oh my man. god! No, awesome. I don't remember that. Tell me. You guys what know Chris have? Kyle? Did he get Amer- cervical American cancer? Sniper. Is that how he went out? No, the the guy he took <laughs> shooting shot him. I think is how he died. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Jesus was a carpenter, and he got nailed to a piece of wood. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say too soon. Come on. (laughs) It's not like he's thin skinned. (laughs) Jesus, my homie. I like the whatever, whoever that character is, what he says, but couldn't resist the joke. Well, Will gives it to me. Regu- Will gives me those kind of jokes regularly, and I take we take it in stride. Blasphemy is a blast for me. Yeah. So for real, like, I could, do you get like an update on Ukraine? Because I I haven't like checked in for like well, I guess a this week. Is a massive missile strike last night. Where I guess it, my nighttime, I'm on the other side of the round planet. No controversy what? there. I hope. Wait. <laughs> 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 Were they? Uh, I heard about like chemical warfare too. 
I called that in January. I said they were going to pull that stunt. So I thought basically, Ukraine was using chemical warfare, though. Yeah. Well, they're they're going to say is um, the army media is going to say Russia did it no matter what. I mean, yeah. they finally admit, yep, we blew up the Nord Stream line, duh. Yep. And but they blame <laughs> that on Russia too. It's yeah, like, they sure, they've been it was very George one. Bush Jr. esque, right? So you had Biden and a bunch of neocons with Victoria Newland and Sullivan and Blinken that decided we're just going to blow this up on our own. Didn't go to Congress, didn't even notify them, did no secret committee, nothing. They just decided, yeah, let's just get the Navy to go blow up the pipelines and we'll get the Norwegians and Scandinavians to go along with it. They blew this up. And then instead of admitting they did it, like, yeah, we blew it up because they did it. They're like, no, Russia blew up their own pipeline. That had to be the dumbest lie so of stupid. the year. So stupid. Had to be. What's they going on? It. What's going on with the balloon thing? I haven't followed that at all. Tim Just... didn't bring that up either. I mean, that's huge news. You had the Nord Stream line. You saw Hirsch. You know, he he uncovered the My Lai massacre, Abu Ghraib prison scandal, and all that. And well, he brought the... it up with uh, Jack yeah. Kasavik or Sovic or whatever. Yeah, what a great guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you might as well be talking to Smurfette. Dude, I, I tweeted the out thought, the balloon. You want a list of the stupid shit that guy has said? Like, <laughs> I tweeted he, out. He said there's a, a shootout in a server farm in Frankfurt, Germany about the election. Like, dude, is he can't possibly be that stupid. It's got to be on purpose. And he I used tweeted. to work in naval intelligence. So sometimes I think he's a spook. He is. But it's hard to tell a, a genuine kook. Like someone that's just naturally that stupid or just, yeah, someone doing it on it. purpose. He, I mean, he's just trying to get famous grifting. I think he just makes up whatever to. And he knows that if he says the right things, he'll get more platform because, you know, they're trying Dude, to push this the, type of stuff. He was like, are you think peace comes through strength? Uh, I think it comes from an orange man with a bunch of guns. Blah, blah, blah. You and me are not the same. And Reed wrote, you're right. We are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I find him entertaining on Twitter. I'll give him that, but like I, yeah, I don't take what he says all that seriously. Yeah, I'm blocked I, by him. <laughs> I was till I got my original account back. Now I'm not blocked Ooh, by him again. So. Nice, uh, congratulations. Nice. <laughs> but I tweeted out mine. the balloon of mass destruction, and then it was like a week or so later, like Jack is like talking about like how it was filled with explosives and all this stuff, and I'm just like, <laughs> did he? <laughs> Yeah, he, he I did, did. not He's see like, that. That's, a, that's where were the other ninety-eight balloons? I don't know. Like what? What even? It's just a weather balloon, right? Like, Somebody got it. Yeah, I got <laughs> it. If they wanted to spy on us, would they send balloons? Or, are they, are they, like it, it just that just doesn't it's add up to me. Like they have satellites. Well, there's another one over Alaska right now that they just that's shot down. That's, that's what I was about to ask. Like, have y'all like? They're acting like that's a UFO. Like it's just they've got like thirty something satellites. They don't really need the balloon for to 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 learn what that we have a bunch of ICBMs that we publicly announced already. Like a a balloon isn't the pinnacle of a Chinese uh, technology for spying. Well, I mean, maybe the stuff they developed on their own. The CCP owns twenty five. Israel didn't sell to them from us. I mean, the CCP owns 25% of our pork production in this country. I mean, they own a lot of stuff in this country. You'd think that they could know whatever they want to, whenever they want to. They don't need to float a balloon at 60,000 feet over us. So what was it? You notice Canada didn't say anything as it went over Canada. 
So what is it then? No, no, it was a balloon, but they well, don't I, I need understand it. it's a balloon. I get that it's a I balloon. I think it was just a weather balloon, but I have yeah, they, they, they don't. They did. It was a giant floating crisis actor. No, it's just a distraction. That's all I see it. That's all it is. You're right. I agree with you, Brett. I get that, but I to was to be just safe though. If... We should probably like bomb. Like they did with Russia, yeah, right? Yeah. Ban all things Chinese, right? Yeah. Try that. See if you yeah, can no. even do oh, that. No, we, we could, all your dollar stores would disappear. Yeah. Excuse me, dollar twenty-five stores. That's when I went the last time I was in the U.S. I went to the dollar stores. Now the dollar twenty-five store. Thanks, inflation. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I don't have five dollar footlongs either. Dollar twenty-five. That's cheap. Fuck. It's about two bucks. Where were you at? Yeah, it's like a three dollar store, a five dollar. Have store. you paid for eggs in yeah. America? Three dollar store. Do you pay that with uh, Lindsey Graham bills? <laughs> 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 that guy is gayer than a cock flavored lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dollar twenty five store. That was Trump inflation, right? And so now we're at right. three dollars. So that's Biden Both. inflation. Right. Right? No, yeah. Trump had the greatest yeah. economy ever. Trump yeah. will the greatest economy. Yeah, for sure. Greatest economy ever. Black unemployment. Mic drop. (laughs) 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 Like, for real, like, look back at what he was saying during his campaign about uh, the Federal Reserve and the economy's a bubble, like Reed was saying last night. And then as soon as he's president, he just turns on a dime. He just talks a lot of shit, man. That's I'm, well. I mean, both. Yeah, he did. He state. pulled out of the Paris Accords. He did lower the t- corporate tax rate. He did some steps that actually oh, did help. Yeah. He got us out of the TPP yeah. too, which was huge. Yeah, he ended that. That I think both of them were gonna. That was scrapped already. But you know, it's just offset by the stupid stuff he did, like assassinating Soleimani and just. <laughs> dumb thing all the people he put in there from Haley to bolton and even though he fires them at the end at the very end if you could keep that like lame duck trump president's cabinet with doug mcgregor and those people that would have been exciting to see yeah <laughs> <But> <laughs> like from too late john, john bolton <laughs> nope yeah. bolton's right up there with mccain level fucking that on the scale right from one to mccain how bad is it right yeah bolton's I think even. Yeah. Uh, he's up there. You're not on only because the he's a lot like Bolton and a dead McCain are about the same level of evil. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Yeah, that is one thing I wish came up on Tim cast was that that tweet. I know. I know you tried a couple of times. But I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, dude, he, he didn't bite. But <laughs> I put him on the calendar. I was trying to convince him to wear a happy holidays T-shirt. I got chewed out. Well, for I was going to reference that the... tweet. The dead McCain face, but I didn't. My my car. I had a new debit card that I had to order, and it didn't come in until too late to order. Dude, I wanted to send you the water bottle with the dead McCain. It said Megan's tears. (laughs) 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 Oh, that would be good. So, Ryan, censor yourself as much as you need to. I guess if you have to. If you feel like it, but I mean, it's not my channel. But, yeah. what, <laughs> what specifically did John McCain do or believe? Oh, that's that definitely not what I thought he was about to ask. Like, but, right. right. Yeah, that's, that's I thought he's going spinning squirrel. Yeah. That's a quote on this August, right? It says the door opens in and Phil Donahue replied with you are the effing antichrist. <laughs> All right. What? So what did McCain no, do bad? What, okay, so so I'm a normie. All right, 
Okay. What did John McCain specifically do or believe that made him specially bad versus anybody else that was in Congress at the same time? Well, most other people in Congress did plenty of bad as well. So what sets him apart, I guess, is just the longevity of it. Like everybody from the Viet Cong to Al Qaeda, he aided our enemies. He supported every single war ever. Uh, I can't think of anything positive he did, but the thing is he, he was close to becoming president, right? This is like all the other evil Congress critters. That's who they picked, right? He ran against Obama. That was their yep. top They're chief top neocon. And it, what pisses me off is like someone like Richard Pearl is probably worse than John McCain, but no, everyone knows how bad Richard Pearl is. Like he's the Prince of Darkness, whereas they called John McCain the Maverick. And he had like a lot of, people who are not insane support him because they fell for the propaganda. Sure. But everywhere he would visit, you know, he was like the pale horse of revelations. He would go and destruction would follow. And it's not just him. His whole family was like that. His father sure. helped cover up the USS Liberty attack. Okay. Where our sailors that. were murdered. And yeah, it's his, they had people killed just like the Clintons. And I'm, this is where I'm self-censoring. I have a cane map, things he was in with a particular liquor company that is tied to the Lincoln Project and also Jeffrey Epstein. Stuff they did to children. You can figure out what that is. Fill in the blanks, um, yeah. Yeah. So what people know about McCain is Songbird McCain in Vietnam, meeting with Allah Sham in Syria, supporting the war in Iraq, all that. But like you said, that's a lot of people in Congress. It's the special shit that makes them extra bad. Uh, and the fact that it's a legacy of McCain's and their deep ties to that state, our greatest you, ally. So how much above cut above the rest? <laughs> so when families are okay, so how much do you think that Megan is privy to and to knowing about any of that? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think she's nowhere near as bad as her father and grandfather. She's just right, like. But do you think she, she ever like met a, a war she didn't like though? Right, but I'm saying, yeah. do you think that she is aware of all of that stuff? Do, do you think that it's even on her radar? Do you think that she already knows about it and she keeps it quiet? Do you think it's a family secret? Or do you think that she hears about it and ignores it completely? Or you know what I mean? I think it's willful ignorance. Like, it'd okay. be hard not to know, especially when you're his daughter. You'd have to know, but she probably rationalized it to herself. Like, right. she probably thinks he met moderate rebels in Syria. And believes that whole narrative like oh yeah they chopping off heads and eating organs and you know machine gun women up against the wall with their guts dried on the wall in front of their children who they burned up and photographed it and everything uh i have an interview with senator richard black about that and he's sitting there going through the photos and like here's the guys that mccain met and like even our own state department had to consider labeling them they finally labeled them terrorists they hadn't yet because of the photos, not because of their actions, they've been doing that, but because they were stupid enough to film it. It's just like Abu Ghraib. They were mm. stupid enough to take pictures torturing other people. Mm. And that was a bad PR move. So because it was bad PR, they just finally decided to label, uh, stop uh, calling Ral al-Sham freedom fighters and all that. But it's like guts on the wall. Your dad's meeting with the lead after that event, by the way, meeting with them and saying, these are good people. I know these people. No. But I imagine in Megan's head is like derp on everything I just said. We're just fighting the evil Assad regime, blah, 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 blah. Right? right. Like it's not that she's 
a psychopath that doesn't care that all these kids are getting killed or anything. I don't think so. It's that she's an idiot that doesn't know any of that's happening because right. she's so brainwashed and loyal and biased to her cult that it's like, we didn't do that. And I think yeah. she said that we didn't do that to everything McCain ever did because that's her dad. And he's like, no, nah, he didn't do that. No, we would never. Because I just did. Think- She's too stupid to be a psychopath. Psychopaths are usually higher on the IQ scale. She seems dumb to me. She's like well, the level of, she's like Joy Behar stupid. Like on a scale of one to Joy Behar. <laughs> I mean the women on the view, that's worse than Tim Pool. Like Tim Pool is basically like the almost male version of the view. What would you rather see Reed on, though? The View or Tim? Oh, oh my God. Okay, God. Reed Dude, on the view. I would love to see Reed on The View. Because he's be only like, going on there once. So, just yeah. to be like, <laughs> if he didn't have an aneurysm, I would love just to see the train wreck. <laughs> just to be like, start talking about Austrian economics and then just going, what? Huh? Or just say, shut up, white women did, or something. Did you say racism? What? I mean, it's like that's all they talk about. Or we just have Reed on the view with Megan McCain and they bring up the tweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Like, why would you do this? Well, I mailed her the shirt. I had the exact same tweet <laughs> oh. like every year. Oh, you, you have to do the shirt the last story. Three years. <laughs> like, you have to do the yeah, shirt I got story. The, I got the zombie John McCain. It says six Semper Tyrannus. And we had on the back, it was like the John McCain still dead tour, like a tour shirt. And but all the all the cities he was located had an X in it. So it's like you're not going back to Vietnam, you're not going back to Syria, you're not going back to Arizona, you're not going home, you're not going to DC. Like so it was like all the canceled tour because his funeral was like 25 days long or something. And I was like, they're just bringing that casket everywhere. So we had a zombified makes me so happy. McCain shirt. I should have, I didn't know we were even talking about this shirt to my closet. It's like six Semper Tyrannist. And uh, they canceled that shirt, but I got an extra, 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 extra large and wrapped it in uh, an American flag paper <laughs> <laughs> and mailed it to Megan on Father's Day. Oh my God. <laughs> doing the lord's work well they cancel all my stuff so i had to irl troll (laughs) damn so ryan i got a question for you where did america go wrong lincoln (laughs) wasn't he justified though like (laughs) that's a setup oh i did hear uh i didn't i didn't know i didn't hear a, a on a podcast you had mentioned ryan that there was a the largest lynching in American history was, uh, I think you said, Asian people in California. Well, but- that got surpassed with the the coolies getting, but the largest lynching during Lincoln's period was in New York City during the draft riots. So they ran around hanging black people. So um, I was the, la- say- the largest lynching of blacks in the United States, including the CSA, is in the North. How many? How much? How many was that? How many people? I don't know offhand. It was it was like forty. It was it was horrendous. Yeah, because there's something that here in Mankato uh, is where Minnesota. I'm from in Minnesota that they always talk about is the largest lynching in American history, sanctioned by Lincoln, is 30, 33 Native Indians. Americans. Yeah, yeah. He had them all hanged. 
<clears throat> that wasn't I, Linky. That was an execution, mass execution, which you categorize right. differently than, oh, okay. than a riot. I was okay, talking okay. to um, someone, his, his grandfather was one of them that was hung or something. I think the largest execution probably Oklahoma City, no, (laughs) (laughs) or Waco, probably Waco, yeah, Waco. But yeah, he was saying like, um, yeah, Lincoln signed the the yeah signed off on them getting hanged, but he you know he was pretty good and helped us out a lot after stabbing him in the back too. But he was better than Sherman or Grant. I mean, like it got worse afterwards. So it got worse also because they had new toys. There are all these inventions six shot revolvers, Gatling guns and things that they did not have before the civil war that they could then use on the Indians. But what was the, what did that guy say though? Why it wasn't? Cause he was saying my grand, my grandparents got murdered. But he was saying Lincoln talked them down. It would have been more. It would have been, but it's like his signature is signed on their execution and he's trying to justify Lincoln. And I'm just like, you're talking to the wrong guy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I find crazy too, is like how sometimes like, because of the propaganda we're all brainwashed with in public school our whole life that's what i blame it on right but it's that you know lincoln's a hero whatever so that even if your own family is murdered by him you're like well he can't be all bad yeah he could have killed more like the like the the (laughs) self-delusion amount of self-delusion that has to happen there is crazy to me you know what i mean oh yeah so lincoln was a weird pervert like i said i think before the show started east is fall asleep in near the telegraph booth communicating with Sherman. And he, he particularly enjoyed uh, his rape bandits taking Southern flowers, virginity away often in public. They burned down 43 cities in Mississippi. Everyone talks about Atlanta and you should in Columbus, South Carolina, but they burn stuff to ash. The South didn't do that to the North. There's, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, General Early did that in protest after what Sherman had been doing and burned down munition factories and stuff that were vital to the Northern War effort. But Lee went all the way through Maryland and half of Pennsylvania and, and, and taken parts of West Virginia and Kentucky too. They didn't set towns on fire. They didn't burn down cities. They didn't attack civilians. But Lincoln did, and it's, it's General Sherman that we get the phrase, the only good Indian is the dead Indian. That is from Sherman. Um, a lot of, <clears throat> if you were to compare things that Sherman and Lincoln did with Adolf Hitler without saying the names, you couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. You put people in concentration camps and move them there on trains. You talking about the Apache or like who, which one? You're like, was that's what happened? And they're honored for it. Overstuffed, like Andersonville prison, right? 12,500 Yankees starved to death, died of typhus and, and so on, Be, which you, when you are starving or when you're malnourished, you end up dying from a disease like typhoid or something or typhus that your body would have been able to fight if you were healthy. So it's like, it's all starvation related because you wouldn't have gotten sick had those conditions not been there. They didn't have the food stock because Charmin was burning the grain and salt in the fields and and they offered them to florida which was yankee occupied it's like just take them uh we'll pardon we'll parole them all and because they're going to die here they said no they wouldn't take them they wanted it to be a burden on the southern war effort to have to ration these prisoners and then the extra sad thing is when the war was over and they finally were released to go on a steamboat up the mississippi 
the Sultana, um, the <laughs> certain person didn't want to take two trips and overloaded it and the boiler broke in the middle of the river and they either burned or drowned and thousands of them. And I believe that was the biggest maritime accident. It was way bigger than the Titanic ever uh, up until it, unless it was, you know, during peacetime, at least wasn't surpassed till uh, World War Two. Where so that wasn't peacetime. Was that? Like it was like near Tennessee. It just I don't know is where in the river, but yeah, north, up. north of Memphis, yeah. I assume. So real quick, like, why was the Civil War fought? If you could give a bunch of like... different reasons. So <clears throat> you had yeah. the Gulf State South seceded because they were paying about eighty percent of the taxes, and ninety percent of the revenue was spent on northern debt in cities, uh, as northern subsidized industries, railroads, steel foundries, and so on. And so they saw no benefit and they saw no way out of it because the cash crops and tax revenues coming out of the South, but the populations in the North. So they'll always be able to vote themselves money as they're like, they, they control Congress. They'll just continue this indefinitely of taking all the revenue. So we need to secede. And then Arkansas, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia seceded because of the invasion because the Yankees, they sent troops through their state. And also with Virginia and Carolina, Lincoln had placed a blockade on states that were still in the union and not voted on secession because he wanted to ensure South Carolina didn't skirt the blockade just by going up to North Carolina and over. And he started that war, sending in the SS Harriet Lane and warships to Fort Sumter. They fired on the Nashville before anybody fired on Fort Sumter. They started a naval battle. And days later, he, um, Massachusetts troops massacred people in Baltimore, Maryland. Just they, the train lines were different. So they had to march through the city and then get on a different rail. And um, they're all in uniform. And a lot of people didn't like a bunch of soldiers in their city marching around, didn't agree with the war. And so they fired into the crowd. And the crowd fired back. So the first casualties by gunfire in the Civil War were Union soldiers killing Maryland civilians. That's what the song, state song of Maryland was, Maryland or Maryland, which wasn't changed. It was changed in 2020 during the, you know, woke, cancel everything, Southern, take down all the statues. Maryland's not a Southern state either, but that was a song. They got forced to change it because they don't want any acknowledgement that Union troops fired on civilians to start the war. There's also the Corwin Amendment. I never learned about that in school, and that blew my mind when I heard you talk about it. Yeah, and it's more than a... Okay, so like some of the secession papers with Democratic Whigs, which is kind of like rhino Republicans today, they got in there and they added all these, uh, not in all the states, but in some of the secession papers for some of the states, they're like put in this provision about slavery because all the border states had slaves and so did New Jersey, New Jersey and Delaware, Kentucky, Missouri, and Maryland, Washington, DC itself, Nevada territories all had slaves, all had black slaves. California had uh, Asian slaves and Indian slaves. And so they were trying to make an appeal to those states to like, join us also. Right. It was, and the unions like countered that said, and this is straight out of Ohio, New York. They go, you can, keep your slaves we'll put it in the constitution the score of an amendment ratified it and everything so all they had to do is say yes and they would have had a constitutional amendment protecting slavery 
Well, that was never the real reason for secession. It was a ploy to try to get border states to join them. It didn't work. Uh, the border states ended up on the north side, uh, even though they had slavery. So did West Virginia, secedes from Virginia. It, they both had slaves. Virginia ended slavery before West Virginia, which is funny. Tennessee did too. They Tennessee, the southern states, all the southern states ended slavery before Kentucky, Delaware, and New Jersey. Those were the last states to end slavery. Went on all the way until the 13th Amendment. So this Juneteenth stuff, that's bull. That's when slavery ended in the South. Slavery ended in the South before the North. So Ryan, that's only black slavery because <clears throat> the Cooley well, trade continued for decades after that. Um, and the same with Native Americans. Slavery in California was ended on paper, but it wasn't enforced. What was the prison labor like? Was that pretty large too? Because I've heard well, like the prison concentration, the, the contraband camps are you talking about? Is that what there are? I've heard of like the prison laborers. They would rent out their prisoners to like farmers and they would last like you know, three weeks or something crazy like that. Like you'd last a lot longer as a slave than you would in some of these prison camps. Well, a lot of blacks, um, whether they were freedmen or slaves, they crossed lines thinking after the Emancipation Proclamation BS, which what they didn't understand was that only applied to the South. The North didn't free its own slaves, and the North did not free slaves in territory that it controlled. They had little pieces of Tennessee and stuff. They didn't free them either. And this is horrible, but Blacks are considered uh, property, like a horse or something. Like it's, They're alive, but that's my horse, or that's my black person right yeah they would have said another thing but like so they what, considered what, what them exactly contra they considered them they contraband what would they have said what's the word probably negro it's just <laughs> too close like i don't have a problem with any of these words but youtube might you know so <clears throat> um you know it's just, it doesn't matter i'm not like directing that at anybody but you just can't say certain words at all because it's robots that police the whole thing they have no right. nuance and they don't you know so why risk it but anyway that was part of the part like when thomas jefferson they said he all he only freed seven slaves i'm like no he freed he freed his slaves but like he only paid to uh free seven slaves a slave was considered your property so if you were in debt they were part of your estate so you can't just let them go so what he did is he just let them run away and had put no oh, effort okay. into getting them. He did set his slaves free. He tried to set slavery free in Virginia when he was governor and only lost by a couple votes. He did end the transatlantic slave trade when he was president, and he prevented slavery from expanding to the Northwest. And they're all like, Jefferson had slaves. I'm like, Jefferson inherited slaves. His dad died when he was 11. Like, it was in debt. Is like the complex story about that. And they're all like, what about Michelle Hemings? I'm like, I'm going to... I'm going, like, my head's going to explode. If you, they, or their ignorance about the founding fathers is just this continuation of Southern bashing. Uh, and it's funny, it was like, well, General Grant's on the $50 bill. He had slaves. He is the head commander of the Union Army, and right. he's a slaveholder, right? Just like His wife had him throughout the, the duration of the war. They weren't fighting in slavery. They In the middle of the war, because you got to remember, Despite having every advantage and more people and better cannons and more everything and more industry, the North was losing that war for like the first year and a half, two years. They didn't get any major victories. They got their Navy did well, but the, on land, they were getting pummeled. They lost the more Virginians. people overall, right? 
Oh yeah, by hundreds of thousands. But they had more people, and they had a lot of conscripts out of Ireland and Germany, a lot of foreign fighters, a quarter million Union troops. Forty percent of his army were not from the north by the end of the war. Fresh off so, the boat. Yeah, I heard that. Really fresh that. off the boat. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing but, that. They doing that in the north and the south, though, right? Because a lot of Irish people were coming through New Orleans as well, correct? A lot of Southern Irish were like Irish Americans. They weren't fleeing the potato famine. Most of the famine refugees were went to Boston and places like that. So what New was Orleans like had total maybe 100,000 people. It was one of the biggest cities. It was about the size of Florida, like the whole state. Florida and Texas were not these giant states back then like they are now. Right. The largest southern state was Virginia. The largest northern state was Pennsylvania. So you said there was an 80% tax on the... <clears throat> The far south no the tax well the morale tariff was going to pump it up to 45 percent, 47 percent. it's just 80 percent of all taxes were being taken from the south what things that didn't like like if you're going to put taxes on export taxes or you're going to tax um like they were taxing you know the whiskey rebellion right like what happened there was they in the hills this is in Pennsylvania. this is way before the civil war but like they hill people's corn isn't very good for eating or feeding livestock but you can turn it into whiskey and it's just as good shit corn just like shit grapes you make wine out of them right bad grapes make wine they made whiskey and what was happening too is whiskey was being used as a currency like i'll trade you one and a fifth of this bottle of whiskey and it was just like you never even had to drink it because you knew it was so easy to liquidate literally <laughs> 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 liquidate the whiskey and so they're and so tax it was like taxing their currency and they had this whiskey rebellion but anyway like uh what was i getting at oh yeah so like cotton tobacco things like that didn't matter they didn't grow it in the north so you do whatever you want and they put heavy tariffs on foreign products too so the south is buying textiles from say the british or the french and now you've made that you know double what it used to cost and likewise they are going to react and put tariffs on american products well they're not importing textiles from the north they're importing cash crops from the south so now not only can the south not buy its goods from competitors it can't sell its goods there either and i have a list of what happened to cotton how it went down to like nine cents i mean Jeez. it was it was a complete abomination and then the north is collecting all that revenue to spend it's not even the North. It's like Philadelphia, Boston, and New York bankers are spending yeah, it on their debt. That's, that's, yeah. that's the thing that like people today. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing I think people need to really understand is the biggest movers and shakers of all these global events. Or, you know, it, and the Civil War turned into a, a global event or bankers. <laughs> it was the bankers' war, like every war. Like they, they say, like, oh, we're fighting to liberate the slaves. And so. Lincoln didn't even want whites and blacks to live together at all. And he right. was against expanding slavery West, but not because of the, you know, immoral, obvious immoral implication of owning people like their products. It was, uh, he didn't think that the races should live together and it would benefit both if they were separate. That was his opinion. For my dad's birthday, I bought him like, this was years ago, a book of Lincoln's quotes. And so I just started like flipping through that. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> that is nuts. But yeah, if I was to quote was, what Lincoln said, it would get you kicked off YouTube. Yeah, not only like, were they like bad, but it was not like this, like, I don't know, like, 
they weren't like these beautiful quotes or anything like that. It was actually kind of nutty. Right. I thought. But, I have but, a question for Will Bell here. Can you make shit wine out of shit blue or can you make good wine out of shit blueberries? Uh, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Just gotta take fruit and sugar. Wines are, uh, uh, Will's our in-house uh, southerner, and I was wondering if you had anything like pushback or questions because I was curious what I was thinking sad. about this podcast coming. I was curious what you felt because I know you've had some negative connotations and experiences in terms of like the Confederate flag and people that you've grown up around and stuff like that. Well, it's, it's me too. I kind of like, I, I kind of grew out of you know that or whatever just like we all kind of like lose our nationalism for america as we are you know we go down this anarchist route or <laughs> or what have you but uh kind of one of my first he's forms one bad a day away from moving to montana <laughs> <laughs> let me show you so you see this you see this here that is an actual piece of letters from jail Wow. Wow. wow! And that so guy this looks that a is, lot like That's an actual um, <laughs> out of an eight-page letter. It's wow. cut up into squares and put on your Uncle Ted uh, stocking stuffer. <laughs> My friend Stephanie sells these. There won't be many left, but they, you can get an Uncle Ted oh and a, and his handwritten letter. And if you and the whole letter is on on the back so like you can get a whole page per doll. Oh. that's how that's how deep in our own end zone we are i'm selling unibomber doll i'm not selling, <laughs> somebody is and i'm promoting the sale of unibomber dolls <laughs> Disavow. <laughs> so like the south like how bad was how bad was it in the South compared to the North? Like how Ooh, bad? Hey, let's, uh, let's let Will finish his question. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I guess I'm just saying like, I don't know. I would not have the information to refute anything Ryan's throwing down here. Just about like the facts around the Confederacy and Lincoln and stuff. It just really is hard to even, you know, come at that with, with any kind of like, opposition you know what i'm saying like right, right. i get what you're saying ryan's done the uh the research here but like by I, the way this is for every war i'll tell you the truth about yeah. iraq syria all of it like this isn't just because i'm from the south like it's just true i would yeah. i have no problem shitting on my own <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and i can, and i do appreciate it when you do kind of like I, i'm deep south too brother and like uh when I'm with my fellow rednecks, I am like sitting here. <laughs> there you go. My wife oh, gave nice. me that for Christmas. <laughs> it was just Robert E. Lee Day here a few few weeks ago. So. Yeah, yeah, it was Lee Jackson Day. Yeah. Do you, Ryan, do you feel like a little bit of a tug of a contrarianism though to the Confederacy, like when you're back home, like where people so embrace it? Like like it is kind of its own form of nationalism. That where I'm from, I'm from an island, so it's not like our whole thing is modern stuff against the government uh, closing down our beach and taking our land. Like our plate is full. We don't need to go back to the 1860s. We see it, lived it, and um, but I felt like most of my life, like the the Confederate battle flag. Usually, it's the battle flag of Virginia, the cross or the. 
was just like uh, Southern, like Southern pride and a kind of fuck you to the federal government. It's not like, oh, yeah, I want to reinstitute slavery any more than like the American flag is celebrating killing two billion people in Vietnam. Like nobody with the American flag is proud that we killed millions of people in Vietnam or, um, you know, Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq or that. It's just part of, you know, America, American culture. This is a southern flag, southern culture, and it honors the veterans because it's a battle flag. And it was all throughout. It was on the Dukes of Hazard. It was in WWE wrestling. It was Kid Rock and Skinnerd, and just it was accepted, not not stigmatized as like a prejudicial thing at all, until like the mid '90s, because HBO did this special on skinheads, Bill Riccio and stuff, and a lot of the skinheads actually in New Jersey, but they went. I think it was Alabama, and someone had a Confederate flag on their wall, and they're like, "See." People with those are a bunch of white supremacist Nazis. I'm like, oh, really? You think the Confederates are going to support socialist foreigners? Like, uh-uh. <laughs> mm. But they, they started conflating the two because the South did have slaves. I remind people, so did the North. Okay. And slavery is, oh, there's no justifying it. And there are people in the South were racist. People in the North were also racist. People in the 1860s were racist. People in the 1960s were racist. Okay. All the powers, like, like even during World War II, we're fighting Hitler. The US did not allow black regiments in the military mm-hmm. to see after comet. They still had mm-hmm. segregated buses and fountains and stuff 20 years after World War II. Okay? When the Germans did, that's the ironic part. They had right, right. The Germans had racial integration. Yeah. Uh, Worse on the Jewish question, for like, that's a bad phrasing, but <laughs> not, <laughs> <laughs> they're worse on some things, better on others, right? Uh, but it was just racist versus racist. They weren't fighting. They didn't go to World War II to liberate Jews. Like they yeah, no. supposedly didn't even know that was going on. It was just like World War One. Like it wasn't about race. Or, it was, well, that's, that's the other thing is like justify the war after the fact. It's like oh that. Give us a better pretext other than collecting the revenue. So they have to make it about slavery. Lincoln was planning up to three days before he got shot in the head. Hallelujah. He wanted to um, (laughs) send blacks to Panama to dig a canal. Yeah. And he's met with his staff about that. He's like, well, they're not staying with us. And in fact, the one area that ended slavery during the Civil War in the North was Washington, D.C., which was way smaller than it is now. It keeps expanding, right? And But the way they did it was the way it ended in a lot of other European states is they paid the slave owner. So they offered, I believe, $300 a head, and they offered any black, uh, former black slave a $100 if he'd leave the United States. They had a boat ready and everything. And they did. They sent hundreds of blacks to Haiti and places in the Caribbean because they wanted to get rid of them. He believed yeah. they were inferior. He believed it. like that Liberia, was a common thing. Yeah. A lot of abolitionists opposed slavery, not because they've had sympathy for blacks, but because they didn't want to compete with free labor and expanding railroads to California from Chicago versus New Orleans, Chicago. They go, well, we have to use wage slavery as script pay, which is still on the spectrum of slavery, by the way, whereas they have cattle slavery. It's not fair. Let's end that practice so we can get the competitive advantage. Like they, and then let's get rid of the blacks on top of that. Like they didn't care. It, you are 
It is ridiculous to make a bunch, thousands, hundreds of thousands of Union soldiers die to liberate blacks. Like I hear Dinesta Souza. So I'm like, <laughs> holy Christ. No, they didn't. They put them in contraband camps where they get worked to death. Like, again, still picking cotton for northern uh, tents. Usually they needed cotton to build the tents out of. And when they got sick or hurt, they just threw them on the wagon right there with the dying horses. Just here, just, just throw some of those Negroes in there. Like, and tens of thousands uh died to like fort monroe like there's books on the contraband camps they don't care and then another stat that ought to like really chill you to the bone is look at like if you look at black population it's around 12 percent all the time that really goes up or down but there was a big drop between the civil war and 1900 about a million blacks died uh from because when you liberate people and they just end up becoming sharecroppers with their southern neighbors and starving anyway. Now, where you go north, who's going to hire you? Like the prejudice didn't disappear. Yeah, go. You're free to go get a job now. You don't have a house. You don't have anybody helping you. Nobody's feeding you. You can't read, which is not your fault. But it's like you didn't receive an education. You're an adult. What are you supposed to do? All you know how to do is what you're already doing. And they just ended up either barely squandering by in poverty or starved to death or killed themselves they, they don't write about that i mean like so many black women got raped by the union army like the kate kim murphy has a book on this over 167,000 cases of syphilis is <laughs> like the plague of the union army wow. like took down almost a third of the soldiers was from stds not from uh rifle and cannon fire <laughs> they were out there and they're raping they incidences where this is like there were parts of the south like the western part of north carolina the western part of virginia obviously west virginia but even western virginia where they're not on the coastline not so affected by the tariffs were pretty pro-union wanted to stay in the union and voted that way but when union troops came down there and would lock women up in a church after collecting all the wedding rings and set the church on fire and burn everybody inside and stuff they flipped right a lot of people totally not affected like they don't they're not landowners they certainly don't have slaves they're not so affected by the taxes and stuff they're not willing to die over this but when you got an army coming down it's gonna set your whole town on fire right. collectively then you you know off to lee's army you go mm -hmm. and there were northerners that switched sides because of what sherman was doing what one of my relatives fought for the north unfortunately for a while until he heard about what Sharman was doing, then he joined the Confederacy. Yeah, I spent a bunch of time in uh, McNary County, Tennessee, which is uh, east of Memphis, a couple couple hour drive. And uh, I used to live in Mississippi for about seven years, just right across the border to the south of McNary County. But I would say, I think most of the people in that area back in those days didn't even own slaves, yet they were, you know, fighting for the Confederate. Yeah, owning slaves was a rare thing. And yeah. it was like, if you had slaves, you had like two. Very few had the plantation with hundreds of slaves. That You're talking about a handful of families that own them all. So, and here's a, so I saw, this is a different, different slavery topic, but I saw a topic. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw an interesting video on slavery in the Islamic kingdom back in the day. And it was very different than the story that we get told about American slavery, which is very different than what was actually happening as you're telling everybody here, you know? Um, so I wondered, 
my question is, do you think that I've, I've always assumed that the reason that once I realized that it wasn't the story they told us, I was like, oh, they're probably just telling us that to divide the white and black people so that we don't unite against the state who's the problem, right? Divide the poor, yeah. I'm wondering if, is there more to that where it's also maybe reinforcing the, do you think it's more of that or do you think it's more of, well, they're reinforcing their story of the federal government's right in the the northern the north winning the war, and that was justified. I think it's more of justifying the federal government. Or is what's it- funny is uh, they didn't do that in the beginning because the north did not agree with free and slavery. You got to think: would you just fought a war to end slavery, and then four states refused to ratify it? Uh, three voted against it from the north, and one abstained. Right. Why would you fight a war and lose hundreds of thousand guys in slavery and then vote not to ratify the 13th Amendment on the first go around? Like, because that's not what they fought about. And so saying you couldn't really justify the war by saying, well, that was all worth it because we freed the slaves because that would not have gone over well. That story didn't really come till about the 1960s. If you look at Civil War history, historians, it was the causes plural of the civil war. And they talked about tariffs and taxes and revenue and all of it. But during the civil rights era, this is a, what I would blame on presentism where the issue of the present gets projected on the past. And so because you have this tension of civil rights for African-Americans in the United States in the sixties, then, and it happens to be the centennial of the civil war, a hundred year anniversary, that's when they start coloring the history to be about race and racial liberation and stuff. And this happens a lot. Like you can see pretty neutral thing, like pirates or something. You will get all manner on the spectrum of what pirates were. They were marauders at sea, pretty simple, bunch of thieves, but they're like, Oh no, they were egalitarian because they were black pirates and women pirates. And they put the (laughs) modern spin on the past. It just wasn't so. Like it wasn't the thing, but it wasn't like, oh, let's say this because this sounds better. It it ought to sound better. But at that time, that didn't sound good. That that didn't sound like a good reason at all. (laughs) Like like hundreds of thousands of Union soldiers quit after the Emancipation Proclamation. Like, I'm not fighting for no N-words like they're not. I'm not doing that. He had to start conscripting people from foreign countries. It's actually a good analogy with the pirates, too, because if you look into pirates, like some of the most famous ones were actually contracted by government, like kings, and then they would end up making a mistake along the way and then be deemed outlaws and then be then hunted by the same. They're almost all ex-privateers. Or or when the wars they were fighting for were over and they were no longer useful. Mm -hmm. So why do you think Lincoln did the Emancipation Proclamation then? To try to create a slave revolt in the South because he was losing the war. So he thought if he could undermine their labor that uh, it would help him win the battles. It's we, like there there were black Confederate troops and the reason there weren't more is they were way more valuable in a position of labor than they were as a soldier because the South severely was lacking industry. And so and he, and they didn't have enough. <clears throat> if slaves had just done and just quit working, that would have been it. Like they could have just done nothing. Wasn't but, it also uh, a, a PR thing to keep Britain out of the war? Because even though they, they were like on 
on paper they were you know against slavery but then you look at what they did with the boer wars yeah the british not against like, slavery all the british papers were laughing it's like oh you want to end slavery everywhere except for where you have the power to actually do it like that <laughs> the british were having a good time laughing at lincoln because they're like well, if it's an abomination, then get rid of all the slaves in Kentucky and West Virginia and Missouri and Maryland and D.C. and New Jersey and da, 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 add the Nevada territories. So, no, you're not going to do that. Right. Yeah, they knew. They knew it. So he was just trying to say, you're free now to try and create a revolt. And what's weird is the opposite happened. There were no slave revolts in the South, but there were revolts in the North. Like I said, New York City <laughs> had a draft riot. There were riots all over the North where the Yankees were like, what? We're not fighting for that. Like, it was funny because they're willing to fight for the Union. Like, they wanted to keep the revenue. They love benefiting from the Southern taxes to build up their infrastructure and all that. They, but they're not going to help human beings be liberated. <laughs> like, it's, it's so backwards. Like... <laughs> Why do you think there were more riots in the North than in the South? They were the ones being drafted. Because they, they're like, um, the South wasn't fighting to end slavery either. They're fighting because they got invaded. So they had a reason. Uh, the North's like, I'm not, coffins were coming home. You know, the North was losing the war. And they're like, what? We're fighting for that? We're fighting to end? Uh-uh. Like, I don't give a damn about those bleepity bleeps. Like, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. And New York City was like, they tried to secede in 1861 as well. It was actually January 6, 1861, <laughs> the original January 6th. They, they, yeah, no, like the old school New York. What revenue the North was getting was from New York City. Like that's where they, if they had their little 20% or whatever, a lot of that was coming from New York uh, as, a, as a large port city. And since South Carolina had established a free trade zone, they can't compete with that. Like people are just going to send their goods down there and export from Charleston because then you don't have to pay this giant tax. And New York's like, if, and Lincoln was almost ready to let him go. He was like, well, I don't know. And then, you know, Thaddeus Stevens and all these Whigs Republicans get in there and they said, uh, absolutely not. Like you, we're all going to succeed. Like, I don't know why I didn't just get rid of the damn tax. Right? Just that could have fixed it so easy. They're too greedy. Certain people <clears throat> had a lot of pressure on them to do it, and uh, they didn't want to lose New York City, so they quickly went and squashed that. But and they sent, they immediately said, "Don't worry," and they sent the revenue cutters. The Harriet Lane that fired the first shot was actually a ship commissioned by Alexander Hamilton. It was an older ship that they kept upgrading. So it was a tax revenue collector. Some of the only armed ships, like they didn't have a standing Navy, but they had, except for the revenue cutters. So that's what he sent down there. Then he outfitted some more ships as escorts. So they were going to, instead of letting us all have a free trade zone, they're like, we're going to go force South Carolina to pay the tax. Fort Sumter is in the water. You look where it is. It's out in the water. And what does it do? It, collects export taxes and import taxes like that's its job like and they yeah, wanted to reinforce right the fort and collect it. the tax yeah i've been there it's in his was first it? address to congress the first sentence out of lincoln's mouth is about how he did it for the revenue i mean yeah. and when he met with black leaders like before virginia had seceded and he's meeting with them and he didn't he doesn't offer them slavery or anything he's like what about my revenue <laughs> like it's real clear and 
if you know where to look and like as you brought up the Corman amendment and so on like it's really clear he it's like says over and over we're fighting to preserve the union and what does that mean to preserve the tax revenue like the superb exactly it's like they didn't care what all laws the south had or not they already had different laws some of the northern states didn't have slaves some did southern states had slaves like your state could already make its own rules on that right so why are you going down to another state to say what they have to do or don't do? Well, they, you know, they didn't want them to secede. The secession was a bunch of reasons. A big one was taxes for a lot of states. But, you know, there wouldn't have been a civil war if he hadn't acted the way he did and sent troops in through. Because without Virginia, Carolina, Tennessee, you can add Arkansas too, there's no civil war. I mean, Virginia and North Carolina were the two largest southern states in the bulk of the southern army. He's an idiot ticking them off because that, you know, it just led to about a million people getting killed and then more starving and dying after the war. And then Reconstruction was about 55 years long, 12 years of straight up occupied. Like all the new senators of all the new states carved out of the West, Republican, right? And they used, they had illiterate black senators in there. They couldn't read or anything. They're just a senator. Because they took voting rights away from Confederate veterans. They gave them the blacks and they they used them as a voting block. And it's it's they didn't care about blacks. They just wanted them to use them to help the Republican Party. Because they didn't give black suffrage in their own states. So you have black suffrage in the South that you occupy, but you're not gonna do it in Wisconsin, you're not gonna do it in New York, didn't do it in New Hampshire. I mean, they would like years later, but then they put all these provisions like, sure. You can vote if you own property. Oh, sure. You can vote if you pay this $500 with this and that. It was like they made it. it That's something time. like Booker T. Washington called out too, right? Yeah, he's a stud. The, like res the, the, the wrestler? We had this awesome black cat. Uh, for my whole childhood growing up, and his name was Booker Athletic. T. Washington. Nice. <laughs> he's he's the best cat ever. But like, the South has never really recovered from the Civil War, though. It, they were so poor after the Civil War. I mean, that two thirds of their railroads have been destroyed. I did uh, like all the stats on that with Pete Kionez, uh, if you want to go listen, like detailed reconstruction thing. But oh, hell yeah. they were like, we don't have shoes poor, right? People were getting parasites because they didn't have shoes, right? And like hookworm infestation and stuff. Majority of the, they didn't have screened in porches. They didn't have like, most livestock had been killed. People were on subsistence living. It was terrible and they wanted to punish them. Like how dare you rebel and not give us your money, you know? Well, and the carpet baggers too, I guess, right? Get well, carpet baggers who just go in and loot what if there was a mansion that hadn't been burned they'd go in and steal all the silverware and ladies dresses and everything else and that's part of the gun culture in the south is uh shooting the carpet baggers like if you weren't armed because a lot of women didn't own guns it just wasn't a thing until the civil war now like little miss scarlet's got her pistol or whatever because your husband might be dead or, you know, there are a lot of widowed people and they just went in and stole from them, raped them, took everything unless that girl got armed. And is that, that kind of where the KKK come, came from a little bit too? that sort of that era, the clan. So there's three like phases of the clan. So the Ku Klux Klan started as a paramilitary organization 
to fight against the confiscation of private property. So during reconstruction, there was a number of, they had like different freight rates. So it would be cheaper to buy steel from Pennsylvania to Alabama than one side of Alabama to the next, because they would charge a, one tax for one group and one for another. So they were changing freight rate that all manner of the, the this, North. They wouldn't loan the railroads, in the South. Right? They wouldn't like, like you have to educate all these blacks now and pay for the school and so on. And like, we don't have the money. We don't have the infrastructure. You've stolen everything. They made the Southern States pay the war, the uh, war debt that the North had accumulated and they made them pay it in gold. So all these war bonds, because it was not the greenback. I fucking hate that. Like Lincoln's greenback. That's a challenge to the Fed. There was no Fed. There ain't a Fed till 1913. There was an income tax. Lincoln made the income tax. And he paid for his war by selling war bonds. His greenback scam didn't work. Greenback was worth 35 cents by the end of the war. So it went from a dollar to 35 cents in four years. The war bonds paid for the wars. A lot of foreign investors in that. And he had it repaid in gold. And that's something Grant passed. It was like his first order. And he had Southern gold used to pay for the war, the North bonds. So the money supply was dried up in the South. They couldn't sell their cotton. All their fungible bales have been stolen and stuff. And so like they're getting hit by all sides. Then they start confiscating private property. It's like, well, at least I still have my house in my field. Maybe I can grow something else. They started stealing property. That's when the Klan rose up. Forrest, who was a Southern general, maybe one of the best, like you're gonna have another civil war just with Tennessee if you continue this, and the Klan would go around uh, fighting these scallywags and carpetbaggers and things. <clears throat> but then it got taken over. It was the supposed to be this invisible army, right? And then it got goofy. It got it just got kookified like modern stuff <laughs> with the, the stupid hoods and the rest of it, right? Um, looking like a cross and burning and all that. But that the clan that people know about with the hoods and lynchings and shit is from Birth of a Nation, the movie. And that's when the clan yeah, yeah. like grew in membership, which is dumb since it's a secret organization. Now you have membership and costumes, so it's so easy to identify you. And where is it centered? Indiana. The Grand Dragons in Indiana, the membership's also in Indiana, then Ohio, like they're in Texas. Like you look at the top 10 states of KKK members, nine of them are in the North. Huh. i like to add, uh, add that up. Uh, that birth of a like one was in Texas. But Texas by... is a huge state, you know, but it's like the clans in the North, the leaderships in the North. You know, I mean, Truman plays this Mississippi burning or whatever. Like he's a Klansman. It became this just stupid, like weird quasi Christian cult where they dress up like crosses and, but Originally, it was a paramilitary organization to fight against the confiscation of private property. But you cannot be that nuanced because today they might as well be a Nazi. Like, you hate black people. Like, they all hated black people. Okay. That's unfortunate <laughs> truth. But the Klan was fighting that. They could have done that without dressing up. Like, that would have been easy. How long was it between like the start of the Klan uh, and like the what you call it, the kookification of it. Like, well, the threat of it, the Klan kind of fizzled out because the North backed off of Tennessee. The only Southern state not in occupation zone was Tennessee, which again says because they turned to guns. But like they'd already had Florida for a long time, Louisiana for a long time. And so they put in their largest forces in Virginia and Carolina because that was the biggest resistance, right? Um, but 
Forrest was still there and had given them such a hard time. He's like, and they already had a Republican governor. I mean, that's who it, Andrew Johnson becomes the president, right? Because <clears throat> Lincoln got shot. <laughs> Sorry. It always makes me laugh. Um, so, but they needed to force the Southern states to all have the Republican Party as governor and complete rule and ruck shot and make all these rules. Well, they already had that in Tennessee. So they didn't occupy Tennessee. That was part of the reason. The other reason is there's a lot of resistance there because of Nathan Bedford Forrest, who they fucking demonized in the movie Forrest Gump, where they're like, he started the Klan. Forrest was against that Klan. He was against the theatrics. He was against terrorizing blacks. He had a black cavalry himself. Like, and he was a slave trader prior to the war, the big business and all, but like that was part of the times like it was a legal thing to do and what he was doing and but he he was opposed to it before he died but um his motivations for starting that group like a lot of generals and stuff the war never ends that's what you've been doing that part of your life and he saw another cause hey you can't confiscate private property like if lee had known reconstruction was going to go the way it went they wouldn't have surrendered like the South was still winning battles. They won the Battle of the Wilderness. They won the uh, General Hoke had won in North Carolina. Like they were whooping the army. It was just a war of attrition. They didn't have the way to replace their soldiers, but well, they would have fought a harder deal. Do you think, um, like, you know, hindsight 2020, do you think the South should have fought back or if they would? Yes. Should the South have fought back? Like, did it work to their advantage at all? I mean, at some point, you just got to, I suppose. But Yeah, they had to fight. I mean, they were going to get crippled by this taxes anyway, and that would have gone on indefinitely and kept getting right. worse. So, yeah, they would either fight the war or end up in look, slavery. They nearly won that war right in the beginning after Bull Run. If they had just pressed the Washington, that might, they could have captured Lincoln, and that would have been done. But And they were winning, 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 and they were th hoping there would be foreign aid. Like, if... Like in the Revolutionary War, if we had gotten guns and ammo from the French, we'd been fine. Like that, the generals were better, the cavalry was better, their military schools, West Point, all that were just better. The North was plagued with nepotism and all these problems as who was commander and not was who who he related to and things. That's why they were so bad. So not only did you have good leadership in the South, you had really bad leadership in the North. You still have five times the population, all the industry and all that, but like you can still lose, right? And mostly it was the North's on the offense, which is to a disadvantage too. Uh, but it's not like they were fighting the South in defensive works. I mean, they tried that in Fredericksburg and lost horribly, but they usually caught them in the field. Like North was good enough to do that. But Jackson and Lee and Beauregard and, he's, and Forrest like were just uh, like – the South had like four Napoleons. Like you're just not going to win. <laughs> they, they had, they had really, really amazing generals uh, who could work with what they had, and they had a, a spirited cause. Right? They're coming to kill us. Whereas the North had to pay their army, and they had conscripts, and a lot of them, a couple volleys go, and it ain't going well, and they run. So Jackson kind of took care of himself, though, right? What's that? Jackson, like they didn't have to really worry about that general. Oh well, Stonewall. Well, <laughs> he got shot by his own men yeah. after Chancellorsville. He won that battle, but they, you know, 
who are you? He said, a friend. Or you're supposed to say a friend. That was the code. He said, General Jackson. They're like, yeah, right. Here's a great story. So the ancestor, it was unfortunately North Carolina regiment that shot him. I was the, going for like a... Well, the, yeah, the great, great grandson <laughs> of the guy that shot General Jackson, their family moved to Canada in shame. Um, <laughs> and then he moved to Japan. Is I won't say his last name. His name is Paul, and they used to call him Too Tall Paul. He's like six six, very tall person. We were in Misaki or something somewhere in Osaka for this thing. We're whatever. He was my roommate, and I learned that about him. I said, you know what we have to do. So he took a shot of whiskey, and I slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 he I'm just put like, his arms behind his back. He's like, "Don't break my jaw or nothing." I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna punch you, but I slap <laughs> I've, I've always like, even before like I knew like was when I was still on like the northern side of the conflict. I always with my biggest what ifs was what if Jackson was there at Gettysburg? Yeah, totally if, what if Roberts had been let loose 30 minutes earlier in the Battle of the Wilderness? There's a whole bunch right, of right. like, oh, you're, you're, that just one thing had happened, like. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. I wonder. You know, I bet the North asked like too. Like, what if Mrs. Lincoln wasn't like, "You never take me to the theater." (laughs) 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 Well, so I know what if of like, say, like the Civil War didn't happen or the South won or whatever. How do you think slavery would have eventually ended? Same way it did everywhere else in the world. Yeah, without slavery a consequence of just poverty well that's the thing i think slavery was being extended because they were being squeezed so hard by taxes and like you're not going to get rid of free labor when you're you have labor shortages and all that like slavery was being phased out of tennessee anyway and there it had attempted and failed in virginia you know west virginia the whole that whole half of the state was on board it was being phased out anyway. I think as it, it did end in D.C. during the Civil War, um, it never really took root in Missouri like it was legal, but there were only like a couple dozen slaves. Like, I don't think that was going to last. It wasn't expanding west. So and what North Carolina mean? also yeah. had areas of freedmen ever since the Revolutionary War. It wasn't like a uniform thing. So it would have been phased out. Now, I think it would have lasted a bit longer in places like New Orleans and Mississippi because they're so dependent. It'd be like, why don't we just make cigarettes illegal right now? They cause cancer. You could list all the problems with cigarettes, right? Legitimate argument, emphysema, cancer. It's addictive. Get rid of them. It's a bad thing. You shouldn't be allowed. But it's a multi-billion dollar industry and a lot of people enjoy that product. And it's not so easy just to go, eh, eh. They're going to say, no, I want to do it anyway. You know, like it, it, it's a hundred times worse than that, though. Right. So it's like, well, if you it was you needed to be able to have enough money supply to just pay them like the way you could have ended slavery is keep people exactly where they are, except now they have a wage. That might have been a worse deal, though, because you got a free room and board and da 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 da. And it's like, oh, now you have wages. It's kind of what they did in the north. Like they paid people in script, right? That's still slavery. Cause like, yes, we paid you, but you can only use that money on our company store. So we get it right back from you, right? Uh, 
that led to the Blair Mountain Rebellion in the 20s, right? You have all these World War I veterans. They shot over a million rounds fighting the federal government. The U.S. used its own air force on people in Logan County, West Virginia, right? Bombed them with the airplanes. Uh, for months, they fought. That's the largest rebellion since the Civil War is Blair Mountain, and it was over the script pay. Yeah, a similar thing with the coal miner strike in Colorado where they're living in tents and paid in script. You have to pay at the company store. Blacks and whites, by the way, a lot of Irish again. They're not really being paid. So it was like slavery just kind of slid down the spectrum and then eventually got phased out. And really, it just changed locations because I would argue that sweatshop labor is still slavery to some degree. Uh, so if you've got a bunch of kids in Brazil or China or something building your Nike for two dollars a week or whatever with suicide nets on the factory like isn't that it's definitely exploitation that's slavery you go well there's a worse kind of slavery i don't care that slavery is a spectrum it's not you're a slave you're not a slave it's like i think cattle slavery is the worst like the worst type of slavery is being sent to the mines or sugarcane that's where you had the most deaths rubber trees too like in ghana obviously sex slavery and stuff it's apples and oranges but like it goes from there, you know, like, okay, to the <laughs> being in the house, being in the field, doing this. Your life, your quality of life isn't that different if you're just on some shit wage picking cotton and crops. Just like it doesn't, it's not this miraculous change. Now, you are afforded more rights, but you can choose who you marry, stuff you couldn't do as a slave slave. So you can't argue that wage slavery or is as bad as slave cattle slavery, but I would say script pay is somewhere between those two and closer to the cattle slavery because you don't have your own income. And yeah. and you're not given a house, you're not guaranteed a place to sleep. Like they we go live in a tent. Like they actually had it worse as sharecroppers and script pay living in tents had lower living conditions than cattle slaves that at least they had a home and a bed. Like, <clears throat> um, Sam had a question about culture, and I wanted to ask Will something too next. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about like the southern uh, genocide of like their culture, basically. It's like I think I've heard you talk about like how you know the southern drawl is now looked on as like uh, people are stupid and stuff like that, and how the media did that and why they did that, and kind of a little bit into that, I guess. Who are you asking me or Ryan? Right. Oh, you're asking me. I thought you're asking Will. <laughs> yeah, this, the Southern accent was synonymous with stupidity and the stereotype of people with a Southern accent is just a bunch of backward cousin fucking racist or something. And uh, biggest state with incest, by the way, is Ohio. Congratulations. And it's Yankee <laughs> State. Um, but like, it doesn't exist anyway. That's so. what Hollywood did. It had to justify its treatment of the South. And they'd never been there. And what's funny is like, I'm from the South. And I used to see all that Hollywood stuff. And and I would think, oh, that must be in Mississippi, Alabama. Because it's not here. <laughs> right? It's not in Carolina. It's not Virginia. And right. other people living somewhere would think, well, that's not us. That must be down in New Orleans or whatever. Right? Because it wasn't a real thing. <laughs> right. The South uh, was like an most people I know with strong southern accents were well versed in history and math and like it just didn't fit what I'm seeing on TV, you right. know. 
but every movie out of Hollywood demonized the South and it was like backward and uneducated and so on. They, and I'm like, have you ever interviewed people from California? They can't name four countries. Yeah. I think that's because of marijuana too. It's not just education, but like the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. And I've been all over the United States and many other countries hands down is Los Angeles. <laughs> Well, they don't even know how to not poop on the sidewalk. So, yeah, I've only been to San Francisco once. I mean, that might have passed them if I hung out there longer. But I like, yeah, they have a scat app. I'm like, we don't have scat apps. Like, yeah, it warns you where the doo doo is. So pre Civil War wasn't the South. <laughs> See what they're doing in Portland now with the bottles. Yeah. Oh they're taking God. food stamps to buy bottled water, <laughs> and pouring that out, and getting money from the recycled bottles, and then buying drugs. So pre-Civil War, wasn't the South kind of like the intellectual hub too? Their universities and stuff like that? Weren't they? It was the intellectual hub and it's where the money went. Mississippi was the richest state in the Union. South Carolina was the second richest state in the Union. The The 10 wealthiest states in the Union were all Southern states. The 11th, I believe, is Connecticut. It's the first time you get a Yankee state of wealth. Most of your you know, most of your founding fathers and intellects and stuff other than Ben Franklin are from Virginia. I mean, your Jeffersons, your Washingtons, your, your, um, James Patrick's, Madison. The, Madison. Yeah. They're all the people that wrote the bill of rights, the people that made the articles confederation, the people that made the constitution, the majority of the presidents are from the South. Um, Patrick Henry on, and it's all Southern, uh, philosophy ideology libertarianism like it's all southern so you the you north were, was the hamiltonian mercantilist rothschild banker class like the stuff they, they never hates. cut their ties to the british empire or more more accurately the east india company <laughs> well that yeah i mean that was the whole thing about throwing the tea in the harbor was not just to the brits it was to the east india tea company they understood that corporation had as much money as the crown it, oh, dude, it's G G D. It had the second highest GDP in the world if it were a country. Mm -hmm. By the it's time kinda, of it's the like revolution, the East India Tea Company is like BlackRock is today. Oh, hundred percent. You look and at BlackRock and Vanguard. That's your Dutch and East India Tea yeah, Company. And a lot of their former outposts are now United States military bases. Mm. All right. Well, we can bring this back to Ukraine. Because BlackRock, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, BlackRock swings right back to Zelensky and Ihor Kolomoisky and all these oligarchs that actually run that country and why they had a coup in the first place. Yep. Ukraine has been a hub of human trafficking straight from Kiev to Tel Aviv for a long time. It's on YouTube, isn't it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> They've been know, telling people. They've been telling people. John Luke Burnell's last modeling agency was out of Kiev, Ukraine, right? He was the top procurer for Jeffrey Epstein getting young models uh, under the pretext, oh, we're getting these for Karen and MC Squared. And then later the LL brands with Les Wexer and all that. They had recruiters. Legally, fine. They'll come to you. The best looking 12-year-olds there are for Abercrombie and Finch or whatever. The best looking 18-year-olds for Victoria's Secret and so on. You get them in illegal industry. So like they are self-selected and then they just take their passports away. Young Ukrainian girls can't speak English, can't anything, take advantage of them, lock them in a brothel, force them into sex work. And this just went on and on. No reporting. It's all over the Caribbean, like up to the point where 
they bought an island where they're just raping girls all day. They sell them in. They get into the people like, you know, through Bear Stearns and stuff. They got the Jess Staley's, the Glenn Dubin's, all these major billionaires, financers and things. Spying on the United States, but like it starts in Ukraine. Like that whole thing. Yeah, the Israelis run it, but Ukraine is where they're procuring girls. And that started back after 89 with the rapid inflation. The ruble became worthless and all. And all these satellite states that broke away were looking for foreign capital. And a lot of them got roped into either mercenary work or you know, sex trafficking. And um, you just couldn't get a story about it. It's written about. And, and these people, like you could even go on Wikipedia and see what these monsters have done. But you'd have to know their name already to even know what to look up. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's why I made a map of it. But you, you can't you can't get to the history of it. The white slave trade in the 90s was the only people who talk about it are have the biggest stigma in the world. It'd be like a bunch of white nationalists and stuff. And if, it would almost be better if they hadn't talked about it because them having such a stigma and talking about it all the time. You go, oh, the source for that is William Pierce or David Duke or whatever. You're like, well, I can't pass that along. Right. But look, man, slavery, slavery, sex slavery is a real thing. There's a lot of it out of North Korea and Thailand as well. Like Chinese are getting North Korean girls out of North Korea who are in completely desperate situations. They think, oh, and they're trying to get to South Korea or whatever. They go across the river into China, and, you know, if they look good enough or whatever, they scoop them up, force them into slavery, and, like, from, like, 13 years old and sometimes younger, bought to Chinese businessmen. And, like... You can't rattle that cage, too, because just like in the U.S., we have all these billionaires getting girls from Epstein. You got a lot of Chinese billionaires that are using these women out of North Korea. And they're so powerful and they overlap. Right. You see Patrick Ho and these business deals between Epstein, like the Chinese wing of it and the Israeli wing of it are trading people. And the clients are so wealthy that our media and their media won't touch it. The only mention of the Epstein story when he got rearrested was the Acosta Trump angle because our media was obsessed with demonizing Donald Trump. And as soon as that didn't pan out, Acosta said, I was told to back off because it was intelligence. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the CIA spying on itself? It was the Israelis. I mean, look at Maxwell and her relationship their father and all the Israeli hand all over everything. There's prime ministers involved meeting with Epstein in person. Ehud Barat, Ehud Omar, who did go to jail for rape. Uh, they don't with, want to look at it. With so much power and control, how did you know Epstein even get arrested? Like, do you think well, there he was gets just in someone... his own stash? Well, they when Clinton's FBI picks fizzled out and Donald Trump was in. They were no longer protected. They girls, the victims have been telling the police and the FBI the whole time and got ignored and ignored and ignored because Clinton was an Epstein client, right? The Biden Obama regime do the same stuff. So they weren't going to do anything. And finally, some agents said, Hey, yeah, look what this guy is doing. They've been waiting. A lot of the lower FBI have known this the whole time, but it's bottlenecked. And so he finally got nabbed, and so did Burnell during the Trump, because Trump had personal beef with him. So I, I don't think Trump even cared about the little girls. He was mad at Wexner and what 
another individual who <laughs> tried to buy up property by Mar Largo and Trump won that dispute. He, the Mark Epstein, who's Jeffrey Epstein's brother, had a dispute with the Kushner family over real estate projects in New York. Trump married into the Kushner family. His daughter married that praying mantis. Uh, and then Charles Kushner also set up honey traps, right? Went to prison for his um, inter election interference and uh, breaking campaign finances laws for Governor McGreevy when he was trying to corner the Port Authority. But remember, he set up a honey trap on his own brother-in-law, bought him a hooker, approached two cops to find the hookers, the O'Toole brothers, who didn't get a good one or whatever. And he paid a, a girl, I think her name's, nickname was Candy or something, $30,000 to sleep with his brother-in-law so that he could blackmail him away from a, a deal, an illegal deal he made where he made all these funny businesses so that he could donate more times to the governor because the governor appoints the board authority president. He didn't get it, but the PA president ended up being a former president of APAC anyway. And it was funny too, because that's who bought up uh, property across the Hudson River from the World Trade Center should something physically happen to them and you would have to relocate. Uh, you're going to be on Kushner properties. But anyway, they've been fighting with each other. It's like an internal Zionist versus Zionist. It's just like the cartels fight each other in Mexico. Right? They all sell drugs, but they do fight. And uh, that kind of Kushner, Netanyahu, Trump wing was at odds with Ehud Barat, Wexner, Epstein wing. So they arrested him. And so I know, uh, I know they limited it though, right? Prince Andrew had to pay some money. Burnell got suicided. Epstein got suicided. Maxwell went to jail. But all the prominent Johns from Dubin to Bill Gates are free and pushing vaccines and whatever the hell they're doing. Nothing. Do you happened. think Bill Gates is free or is he just controlled, compromised? Oh, he's he's working for people. He's evil, dude. That guy, like, they got him by the short hairs, but like, he's yeah, yeah. I think he's ideologically in line. Like, you don't have to twist that guy's arm. He okay. said himself more than his software business that he stole. Uh, vaccines, let's return, right? Yep, they make right? more We've money. Seen that. He's software. like, he's making more money on vaccines and depopulation. He's like, well, we're not going to kill people to depopulate, we're just going to raise their health standards, which naturally reduces the birth rate because there's a correlation there. I'm like, right. no, no, there isn't. Yeah, have, vaccinating people is not going to lower the birth rate, it's just places that it can afford vaccines have a whole bunch of other things that reduce the birth rate mainly contraception but do you, do you think they say stuff like that just because they want to brag about it or like i mean no they, the media, they it's no, it altruistic it oh i'm trying to save the planet by reducing the carbon footprint to have less people it's, the, like it's the same same rockefeller entrepreneur um you know fucking racket that you know that they, they set up these foundations for you know fill it Pantric purposes, but it's actually just another way to influence. Well, if you've on. spent people's retirement funds and you've spent the social security and it is not solvent, you have a vested interest in there being less people later. Well, Will Bell is almost done with his bottle of wine, so we have to wrap soon. I do have a I do have a question for you though, Ryan. I know you you ever get you ever get um, you have this like. You have, you've been canceled on a lot of platforms and everything. Do you ever get paranoid? I don't smoke weed. Do you know Pepsi <laughs> used to um, what is used the to have one, like the eighth largest military? The Soviet Union wanted to have Pepsi products in their 
uh, offered for their population. They couldn't afford it. So they gave them, they traded submarines and all these war machines for Pepsi. So Pepsi Cola had one of the largest navies <laughs> in the world. Yes. <laughs> Briefly. Uh, paranoid. I don't think, well, obviously nobody thinks they're paranoid. They all think what they think is accurate amount of fear. Right. So right. I've oh, been, sure. I've had been threatened and stuff and I'm paranoid. I think it, I have a healthy degree of paranoia about being canceled because that has definitely hurt me financially. Like I've lost hundreds of thousands of dollars by not being allowed on YouTube and PayPal and so on, maybe close to a million. And it's been very detrimental to me and my family. So I got to watch what I say and where I go and everything. But I don't, I'm not paranoid that someone's going to shoot me because I will never know it is how I rationalize that. I'm like, well, I won't know anyway. It'll just happen. There's nothing I can do about it. So I don't waste time on stuff I can't control. But I don't see so like as long as Ron Paul's alive, I feel like I have to get in line. There's so many people that are more threatening than I am to the system that and they did jail Assange and they have gone done, you know, Gary Webb people and they have, you know, the exiled Snowden and stuff. But I'm not I'm not that big of a deal compared to them. But I feel like if I it's almost like if I did still have all my social media, I would reach that level and then probably would have agitated me or something. Right. Well, that's kind of what I figure too. Like when I think about stuff like that, I'm just like, well, I'll wait till my heroes get taken down and then I'll be like, <laughs> I'm sorry, sad? I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, Ron Paul's walking around, so I'm still safe. You know? Right. <laughs> Um, I did have a quick question before we wrap too for Will. I wanted to ask you this earlier. Do you ever feel like, because there's that connotation of racism can, associated with the Confederate flag, and I know you've uh, talking about some detraction from some of the people around you in your life who are, who are kind of like into that. So do you feel like that kind of almost happens as a spiteful thing in reverse to the stereotype that it kind of almost becomes the people around you are like, yeah, F those N-words, blah, 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 and wave the flag? Well, I don't I honestly I don't think there's like more racism here in the mm-hmm. deep south than there is anywhere in America. Like I think it's I, just more I like agree. it just kind of it's associated with us a lot more. So like when it is you know present in popular culture, people go, Aha, but I mean I've seen it for sure. Like I am in deep south Georgia, but like literally like the most racist thing I've ever heard was literally from like a retarded dude that mm. like was working with me one day. Sean Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, Actually, I'm Ryan, Ryan, I had a question. What were what did you say you were drinking, Ryan? Pepsi. That you. I didn't have over here. You were over here talking about the South. You're in Georgia. Well, I'm from the Carolinas, so yeah. Bro, that's Yankee Devil sugar water. I am a Coca-Cola fan. I ate Pepsi for the podcast, so I brother, my generation. Come on. <laughs> well, I know, I know a lot of people, if it, people want to learn more about some of that Southern stuff uh, that Ryan was talking about, <coughs> catch his uh, podcast with um, the one Pete you Cononas. did with Cononas, Pete Cononas was I, amazing. I listen to it every year, basically. I think does he, I've listened does to it three times. I think I did a pretty good job on reconstruction on that interview. I think Philip Lee 
has some great books on it if you want to well that was my next question is who what so you know a lot and there's a lot of research to be done but whenever i look up anything about stuff like this because i wrote a paper about the kkk when i was in high school and had nothing to it was not the libertarian party like you just described it right um, <laughs> you talking about the ones? You talking about the February nineteenth time? That man, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, how how can people uh, learn? More, I mean, look, like, fuck the KKK, but it was predictable reaction. Like, if you're gonna take away people's private property, they're gonna become violent. Like, that's just duh, you know? Like, yeah. right? But I'm saying, where can people go to learn more about this stuff on their own? Like, there's these podcasts we can listen to and stuff like that. But I know what you said. Uh, Lee, I believe you said something about Lee and, yeah, so Lee Phil, and Murphy. Philip Lee L. It's the E I G H, not L E. Like okay. Lee, like the German oh. way. He's good on Reconstruction. Um, Donald Livingston is great. Brian McClanahan from the Abbeville Institute. They're more Southern cultural in general, but a lot of it's the Civil War. Um, obviously, the Shelby Foot series. Like it's all books. And, right. um Podcasts? I don't know. I don't really listen to podcasts. So I don't know. I'm sure they're out there and they're good, but I don't. Tim Kelly, I guess, from our interesting times. He'll he's covered it with me. I know my brother actually, Scott Dawson, is really great. He's written some yeah. Civil War books. Um, and, and I would say that it's not because I'm related to him. him like other people tell you the same thing. Like that. He's Scott's better looking, good. I would say. <laughs> I ask, uh, I, I always ask kids with when there's two brothers and their kids are, like, are you the smart one or the handsome one? <laughs> but uh, yeah, is there anything else him. you guys like? Anybody on here want to plug anything? Talk about anything like well, what they're doing? Yes. So Ryan Dawson, ANCReport.com, right? Mm. That's right. ANC stands for Anti Neocon. What's What's your most popular thing you've put on there? like documentary i guess the early war by deception about september 11th was it's hard it got in the millions of views like six times mm. okay six million six million i think he's exaggerating because it, it, it would reach it would reach like two hundred fifty thousand, whatever and then get deleted and something a bunch of times and it, it was, i gotta check that one out i've watched that the one's well known it's an older one the best one's Empire and Mass, but it's five hours. And then yeah, there's another one. I'm not even going to say name of it because you would cancel, but that's a good one. And then there's the modern <laughs> stuff. The most recent film is called Numec, How Israel Stole the Bomb and Killed JFK. That's a great film production-wise and everything. Like the production caught up with the content with that one. That's, that's A-N-C, ANC.com. ANCReport.com. ANCReport.com. Okay. By the way, guys, I think this is relevant just because it's <laughs> just because it's hilarious. So they they canceled Scott Ritter um, to the or he canceled it. He 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 pulled out to you know whatever. But everyone knows about that shit. They invited Cynthia McKinney to speak now, and I just found this tweet from her, and it's like, so the figure wasn't context, six million. Right? In context, me and Reed have I have been going hard in defense of Cynthia McKinney in her She tweeted my film. <laughs> she said, "So the figure wasn't six million after all. What about all those punished and even in prison for saying so? Is this a you can't say but I can kind of thing? <laughs> like I wonder. It's going to be Ryan, the next hit that <laughs> I mean, who is they? <laughs> that is the question, isn't it? 
I sat in that chair last night. I was in the A's chair. The, so. That's wow. the thing, oh, though. Wow. It's like the ridiculous level of censorship around that event just makes people doubt it more. Like, it does the opposite of what they want, right? I'm not yep. saying what the event is, but you know, something has to do with that number often. That and it's like, coaster. just have open dialogue and it would be done in like a day and a half. It's because of all the protection and stuff. And this is with historical events, medical advice, whatever. Like, the more you like, just won't even let the other side talk, even if it's ridiculous or whatever. Like, if you won't let them even say what they think, then you have no credibility about what you said because everyone knows well the op that's the only thing we're allowed to say. So I have well, to it's do like, this. It's like the holy grail of uh, you know their propaganda. They have to justify everything, you know, because otherwise you know the Holocaust would happen or this or that. Is this like a waiter? There's a hair in my soup thing just going way out of hand. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's referencing. No. <laughs> it made Ryan laugh. He said, "Can I? Can I have five dollars? Fifty dollars? Why are you dollars?" No, it's it, they. Man, come on! They did. They they put people in camps and they killed them. Like, but it's just there was there is a lot of alarmist crap about that event too. And I just feel like we should have open dialogue. Like, no, they did not build furniture out of people's body parts. And stuff. Just say, just admit, like, you don't need all those exaggerations. It's horrible enough what actually happened. You don't need all this extra fantastical stuff. Cody Nani, what? So, Reed, you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, Scott Ritter's coming on my show. So, hell <laughs> yeah, nice. based, man. Nice. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. what's, the, what's the date for that? I don't know yet, but I actually, I've met him twice, once with Ryan. At it. So, just for context, we went to a Ron Paul Institute event back in June of last year. He was a speaker there. No fucking problem. Nobody fucking cared. Like, right. And he gave a great speech about how we can't have a war with China and with Russia at the same time because we're so depleted and militarily thin or whatever. Uh, but anyway, I met him there first and then at a free Assange rally in D.C. And when I was there, um, I asked him if he'd come on my show back in September. And he said, sure. And then Ryan gave me his email address and he just never got back to me, but now he followed me on Twitter and I DM'd him on Twitter and he said he'll come on. So that that's how powerful Twitter is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So many people have contacted me out. Like now that I have a Twitter, it's been gone for three years, four years, whatever. It's like I was invisible until I had a Twitter. Like even I've had Ritter on the show three times or something, but I'm trying to, I want to interview him about his book. I can't reach him anymore because now he's got a Twitter and that's where he lives. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. There it is. Ryan is a testament to like you being invisible forever. Like I have, I'm pretty like, I'm an old dude. Like I've been kind of like floating in these circles for years. Yeah. But like, right. I, I honestly like, I, you know, kind of halfway paid attention to like Alex Jones world from like Joe Rogan. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you like, I'm giving you the, the way there. And until like Reed took me under his wing. Like literally, like I was like, who is this Ryan Dawson guy? And and it, it takes like Twitter and us like forming these kind of like friendships and podcasting together to like really go and like find people like you that are dude, you really you you do the homework and you present it to us where we can like make these arguments about 
like the Ukraine, Russia, like incident where we can present this as libertarians in our circles to other ones that are Pepe not. Escobar and I were talking about that during the coup and everything that was going to happen. And it's like, you know, Patreon removed all the things. Spotify removed all the stuff. YouTube erased all the videos. Not allowed to put it on Twitter. Not allowed on Twitter. And there's some like, how are you supposed to come across it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's, it's people like Reed that have the cojones to be like, well, I'll have them on my show, you know, like, because a lot of people are like, I like it, I like all your work, but I'm scared to lose my thing. And I'm like, you're a pussy then. Like, <laughs> what's it matter what not you like say? Like, like, oh, it matter. If you censor what you say, yeah, we're not saying anything worth hearing anyway. You guys haven't followers. lost your channel though, have you? Because I've I lost my channel and then got it back. Luckily, but we're we're gaming <laughs> followers. Let's just get me and Fitzgerald and Thermal Detonator <laughs> talking nine eleven. Half of our audience normally is on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just checked. Sure. You guys are at ninety two subscribers, so Ooh, oh, not getting noticed yet. Ryan has <laughs> he's got this competition going come. to see what the lowest number of subscriber channel he can get banned is. You know, like some oh, yeah. can you get them banned? <laughs> well, yeah, and I was gonna I say, what Reed, that is I'm like super grateful for you having Ryan on because I would never have met him yeah. or known who he was. Yeah, or thank you, Reed, and Same thank here. you, Ryan, yep. for coming. I was on, on yeah. Reed's show the day after my YouTube. They blanket banned me, and he had me on. I think to be like, so your Twitter got banned. I'm like, yeah, my YouTube also. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know because it was so recent. I was just like, yeah. what? No way. <laughs> Yeah. No, that one, I, I think the latest one had like 81,000 followers or something. Not bad, but it was like all gone and all the work was gone. I mean, that's like 5,000 videos. Did you have it backed up? like an hour long. I had a lot of it backed up, but, you know, it was terabytes information. We lost stuff and like, and then put it where? You're going to sit there and individually yeah. upload those to BitChute. That's all. There was no Odyssey at the time. There was no Rumble yeah. at the time. You know, it's just like, and that had happened to me before. I had gotten up to 72,000 followers and they axed it, right? And it took me many, many years to get back to 72 and then up to 80, 81. But it was like, I got up to 72,000 real fast because this was before the shadow banning and all that. Once Google bought YouTube, I just sat still. They got rid of that. And then, you know, I started, I was lingering at 2,000 for a long time. I was stuck at 55,000 for like three years. I'm like, this is weird. We haven't gone up at all in three years. <laughs> they just lie, you know? Yeah. I think it was way more than they ever admitted because I'll meet people like random foreigners in Japan and be like, are you Ryan Dawson? Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's no mm. way that happens right. with tens of thousands of followers. No fucking way. Because I'm not in my movies. Like, my movies have been seen, but my face isn't in them. So you wouldn't be able to know right. who I was. Uh, they just well, fucking lie. I guess we we better get out of here. Thanks everyone for joint watching this show, and thanks Ryan and uh, Reed for being on it. So Ryan, you got like, I I give you one minute to see if you can get the channel banned. No, wow. I, would have, I, I could do great. that in one minute talking about squirrels. Got to see the nature documentaries. Real quick, Las Vegas shooting, government or no? If I talked about Vegas, you'd lose it. I did talk about Vegas with Eddie Bravo <laughs> on Rockfin, if you want to hear what happened. Yeah, he the, the, the kook stuff is stupid. They're not selling guns. Podic di, did shoot those people and stuff. It's just the money laundering in the Philippines and a bunch of other shady stuff. 
I didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> when you talk about Vegas and Johnny Ferrari and some of the places where ah! <laughs> there is a network. Uh, and again, the Philippines is one of those other giant black market human trafficking areas, too. Oh, yeah. This is I'm, I'm checking out that rock fan video when we're done with this, then. Yeah, Eddie Bravo's rock fan. That's, oh, he also uh, talked about it on uh, Clint's show the first time he was on there. Um, oh, nice. On uh, Odyssey, I Did think. I? So. Okay. So oh, I'll probably listen to that one, then, but I can give that one a re-listen. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, uh, stay vaccinated, support Israel, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Take care. Vote Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>